Episode 55. Come on, knock on our door. Welcome to episode number 55 of the Adventures in Lollygagging podcast. Uh, we are down one player tonight as, uh, as Josh can't join us, but the rest of us are here to continue our adventures, uh, such as they are. Uh, so how is everybody feeling about the specific situation that their characters are in right now? Does anyone feel safe? Anyone feel unsafe? Unsafe? Unsafe. Yeah, I'm in some danger. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> definitely definitely feels like that with Hubert. Hubert asked a question. So Log was asking a question where he was like, he's like, so what happens when you get permanent in like max permanent chaos ranks? How many do you have? <laughs> yeah. I'm at six right now. Can you explain how you got there uh, to folks who might not follow all the rules and ins and outs of Zyhander? Like, how did that happen for you? One of the in- intermediate classes is the Hedge Knight. I think I came with the ability. I thought it was a human thing. Oh, it's a human trait. Never mind. It's just a straight up human trait that you know, blessing in disguise is talent. Right. So whenever I get a debilitating injury or face death, I can instead gain a one permanent chaos rank. And you've evoked that a few times, especially Many recently. Times. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're out of fate points. Wait, am I out? Actually, no, I've been just taking the chaos rank. I still have fate point, actually. So I've been sitting <laughs> on that as well. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So in terms of like closeness to to order, like like how many order ranks do you currently have right now? Uh, two order ranks. I'm at seven chaos, so it's going to pop. You're probably going to be taking a disorder sometime relatively soon, like maybe in the next couple Within of sessions. the next five minutes. I mean, end the session, maybe. No, you can't get there. I mean, actually, I guess you could because you could take more permanents. Uh, but yeah, because you guys are in a little bit of a pickle, you and... Uh, yeah, he's still in danger. <laughs> I'm in danger. I still like that. Uh, and then uh, Melissa, we got uh, we got sight of her new character. Uh, so can you tell us uh, about your new character again? Let's remind the folks about it. Yes. Yeah, so Aravay joined uh, this last time. Um, Aravay is an elf. So she is five foot nine, ninety one pounds, light skin, honey brown hair, silver eyes, pronounced brow. She's ninety one pounds. That's yes. Do you want to uh, reveal classes like professions? Because I said you could start intermediate. So to to get to be with everybody else, did uh, did you uh, do you want to share that, or do you want that to be surprise? Not sure if we covered sure. it last time. Uh, no. Um, so my basic tier is a trapper. Okay. And my intermediate tier is a sharpshooter. Very nice. Very nice. So a ranged DPS is what we're what it sounds like, right? Yes. Do you have a preferred weapon, like like a specific type of weapon you want to use as a sharpshooter? Bow. A bow. Okay. All right. Yep. All right. Uh, I don't know if you ever uh, identified what your uh, iconic trapping would be, so you're going to have to want to send that to me at some point. Uh, we live in the same house. Uh, <laughs> I probably should know this by now, but uh, I don't. Uh, but that's fine. It's fine. We'll deal with it. True. True. Oh, I will get that to you but the other cool thing about uh about your character is that uh member of the umbat nor so uh f- we've been we've been throwing this term around for a while this uh, group of people and and now we actually have somebody who is a, a member of it uh there's going to be an interesting distinction that you'll have to make and you don't have to reveal it now you can explain this later if you want uh but 
there's uh, even within that uh, specific civilization, that culture, there are those who are in- indigenous members, I guess we can call them that. Uh, and there are those like Colonel Jaeger and his soldiers who have sort of been adopted into those ranks over the past few years. So the question then becomes, is Arave a member of Colonel Jaeger's ranks that survived the terrible winter a few years ago? And uh, was rescued, so to speak, by the Umbat Noor, or is she an actual true member of the Umbat Noor? Stay tuned to find out. Okay, yeah, we'll call. Yeah, we'll cover that when the time comes. But that's kind of interesting. So, like, there's this cool to look into that. Uh, so, if you don't remember what the Umbat Noor is, there it's just like an old civilization that used to inhabit parts of the Rhine monarchy, like our main major territory country that we ex- we you know explore in in our games. Uh, they used to inhabit the same territory a long time ago. They were basically pushed out and the remnants scattered and they made it to the north. And they've been living on this uh, exiled territory. Uh, and now they're having to deal not only with these marauders from the north, but from their arrival of the Rhine once more on their doorstep. And they are having to deal with that. And so we get to possibly explore a little bit more of that culture as uh, as the episodes progress. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. So, uh, hey, Stackus. That's me. Do we want to share with people what's going on with your character if we're doing character updates? Because we just had a fairly big one. Do we want to Do we want to reveal sure, that? Sure, we can. Do you want to tell people what your intermediate class is? It's a howling marauder. Do you want to tell everybody what the main like foot soldier villain of this campaign is? A howling marauder. Right. Okay. So the, the thing with the howling marauders, right, is that they are like in the core rule book, like they are just a, they're an enemy. All right. And then in Mongosh, the expansion, like the, you know, the, the expansion, it's not the right word, but supplement, uh, they are now a playable class and they specifically have to pick like one of several different demons to sort of follow or invoke along the way. Now, our primary villains have thus far been like prince of change stuff okay that's kind of been the marauding groups that we've uh, encountered uh and those that have helped like weaken or soften up the leadership of verdom for the takeover definitely have been like infernal saboteurs and such uh, but you subscribe to perhaps a different um a different prince is that correct yeah and which which one's that for you that's the Prince of Violence. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I want to see I want to see more violence from Stekis as we move forward. I really do. I want to see. Uh, but you just managed to get your first demonic gift, right? That's correct. So, like when you take over Howling Marauder, uh, uh, several other Mongoosh classes, you actually replace your the order side of your alignment with one of the specific aspects, demonic aspects of whichever demon of that particular class that you're or profession that you're that you're subscribed to. Uh, which one did you take? What was the aspect that you replaced? Vanglorious. Do you remember what that means? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> okay. All right. So basically, like, yeah, don't don't worry about it too much. But the idea is is like, yeah, you need to be a, a, a touch more violent. Like, you know, like I would say. The last violent thing that I've done is I tried to kill uh, the elf lady in my brain. Cressida. Yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. And then like. then And then I was stopped. I feel like you probably should have killed Sophia before you know, time happened. And at a certain point, just run her through. Uh, but you got your first demonic gift. Uh, so what did you just get? Like, we just rolled it a second ago. So 
whenever I suffer an injury or begin to bleed, all caught within the burst template, which I don't know what that is. It's an AOE. It's an AOE around me. Uh, must re- resist a resolve test or they're subject to confusion. When they roll a one, they lose one AP. Two, they re- lose two AP. Three, they must run in a random direction. Four, they must attack the nearest ally. Five, they do nothing. Six, they're left helpless. Once uh, they have any of these effects happen to them, they can resist it at the beginning of their turn. And foes who to attempt to resist must uh, flip to fail all skill tests. It's called Fetter of Hatred. So basically, when you start to bleed, your blood smells like like hate or something. It smells weird, and it like the aroma of it in some way, like the is is sort of is, is screwing with people. Like that's kind of the intention there. The the idea, uh, as long as I don't bleed, but the idea is if I get injured, I'm gonna like I'm gonna flavor something. I got I got an idea. So. Awesome! I can't wait to injure you. I look forward to it. <laughs> I'm sure you, I'm sure you're looking forward to it. <laughs> All right. So basically, you're either going in the direction of chaos or you're going in the direction of demonic. Mm-hmm. Those are now yep, your two that's, choices. That's correct. It makes sense for his character, though. He's lived a hard life, I think, right? And um, yeah, it's not. It's not been. It started off fairly decent, but then it just mm-hmm. went to complete shit. No matter what I did, it's still shit. So fuck yeah. everybody else. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you've been yeah, you've been kind of in prison for a long while, and then you've been forced to fight and stuff like that, and that hasn't necessarily gone well. And in doing so, you've encountered some strange folk, uh, including some other howling marauders, right? Like, because it's not yeah. just it's not just folks from the prisons and from the barges and such that. Uh, they've had to worry about so uh and then lavinia i don't know if we have like a full-on update for your character basically you're just really injured how far along are you on your recovery um i have about 12 more days i need to be in bed okay 12 more days like 20 you need to be in bed for 12 days or in bed for six days yeah bed for six Um, days surely well it that's it was 21 at one point it was was 21 yeah and then last time we checked, because it would have been, I was at like 14. Okay. But then I had to take tinctures. Mm-hmm. So I've had my first official day okay. of like full yeah, rest. You were, you were in bed. We'll say, we're saying you're in bed in the day that then Hubert went on his little scouting trip. But yeah, uh, we'll probably put it maybe like a week then. We'll just say like if you do like a, you know, a week of bed rest, ballpark mm-hmm. it since the number is not exactly perfect. Uh, we'll say that. Okay. Okay. But you still have some tinctures that you can pop if uh, the need arises. Yes. Uh, and then Bear's character is angry and sad and knows that Sophia is dead and has been just getting to work and has been, and he'll continue to do that throughout this entire episode. He will be continuing to work on the, the, the skeleton of Fort Jaeger, hoping to make it survivable uh, should assault befall it, which will be very difficult. And every once in a while, he takes out the little compass and sits and has a thought and then goes right back to work. Okay. All right. And he looks out at the water every now and then to see if he can see Chovy swimming with the sirens. He just chucks it out to the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But all right. So nice little update on everybody. Uh, Let's let's, let's, let's go ahead and start playing some some Zweihander. This is two nights in a row for us, too. We just played last night in our, uh, our Thursday night game. And uh, I yeah, killed. We played long. I killed. Yeah, and I killed long. So it's great. Mm-hmm. And so it's it might happen again. Uh, so where do we want? Where do we want to start? Do we want to just resolve? Let's just, let's just resolve what was going on with Arave and yeah. uh, and and uh, Hubert. I already forgot his name because he's basically dead. Uh, so 
you all, the two of you, uh, were part of a scouting group that Colonel Yeager and some of the other leadership. Leadership is still kind of murky. It seems like it's Gazella Trip is likely the leader, uh, but Colonel Yeager has definitely had some input along with other folks like Loud Nerds. But you were all volunteered for a scouting trip to come to Verdum to try to get an assessment in the in the light of day as to how big this force is and whether or not they're going to continue marching eastward towards the fort. Uh, and I gave you an option. How close did you want to get? And the closer you got, it was going to be more difficult for you to pass. And you guys went really close. And there was like a crit fail. Things went terribly wrong. And then, yeah, and then a bunch of marauders, uh, I think there were like six in total. I think four ended up chasing you. So you, so the, the first chase, I think we did like maybe one or two chases in the first chase, first round, I catch Hubert. No problem. Like there goes the chase. Uh, Arave has been shooting, shooting arrows into the group as best she could from afar. But then eventually you all started running. Uh, you headed eastward, uh, northeastish out of Verdum. You went down. Uh, that long, uh, winding road that gets to the more uh, more level ground of the ruin, because again, Burdum up on a cliff somewhat, and uh, you made it down. It's snowing lightly, uh, well, actually a little bit more than lightly. Snow on the ground everywhere. You made it to some some areas where there's some forested. It's not heavily forested. It's just a couple copes of trees and some large outcroppings of granite and other types of rock. You tried to hide. You failed at hiding, <laughs> and you can see. Uh, we'll, we'll start with the two of you crouched down behind some sort of gnarled, you know, leafless tree that has shed uh, all of its vegetation for the winter. But you are hiding behind it, and you can see coming down these, coming down the road, four of these marauders that you have been fighting are continuing to chase you. They're within probably let's say thirty yards. They lock. They, at one point, you can see one of them is pointing directly at Hubert, uh, who is sort of got this blood trail following him, and they were able to keep an eye on you all. And so they're coming right for you, uh, and they're about to turn around that tree when, lo and behold, we can begin. Uh, so uh, what I'll have you do is, since we go ahead and roll initiative like always, and. Uh, then we'll we'll see how it goes. Now, the good thing for you all is that there's new fortune points tonight. Uh, so you have to refresh on that. New initiative rolls, which I just crushed with a 17. And 11. <laughs> Hubert, poor little Hubert with 11. And Arave with a 16. Okay. So they're going to come charging at you. Uh, they see you from a ways away. There's four of them. Uh, 30 yards, they're going to go ahead and start running. They're not going to be able to get to you uh, and do much on this round. Uh, it is hard hard terrain, so actually doing the charge is not possible, but they're just you know more thematically charging at you. But you can see they've definitely, uh, they've definitely isolated where you two are. They're beginning to flank around that tree that you've been hiding behind in different directions, uh, and now they are within a couple yards of you and able to throw or throw stuff at you or chase after you, etc. Uh, so that is their turn. They're going to close the distance on their turn. Arave, what did you like to do? Arave would like to spend an action to put some folk bane on a couple of arrows. Okay. You want to explain what folk bane does to everybody? Absolutely. 
Um, so it depends on how many doses you're subjected to. Um, so I'm assuming this is just going to be a dose. Um, and it immediately causes the creature to be unable to use reactions for one minute. So one AP to do that, and then another AP to... I'm going to try my little thingy again. Arbalest's speed. Okay. That I can try to see if I can load without spending action points. So that is a successful coordination test. Okay, roll it. I think Erwin may have had that at one point when he was alive. Who? Exactly. That's a success, so now I don't have to spend AP to load. Perfect. I'm going to shoot at whichever one is closest to Hubert. To Closest to Hubert. Sounds good. Okay, there are four. There's two coming around either side. So there's two coming. We'll say two coming or from, you know, two are coming down. So we're from the westish side of the, around this large gnarled tree. Two are coming from the east. The roll is a 10, which is a success. Fortunately, I only have a one on the damage for a total of nine. We do have brand new fortune points. So that's the one, another benefit tonight. We've got five fresh fortune points to use if you wanted to explode or anything. I would like to spend one to explode that. Okay, so that'll put it up to 14. You can reroll a six. Got four. So total of 18, is that correct? Yes. I actually get an extra d6 because of fey treachery, which is a six. So I'm gonna roll another one, which is a four. So add 10 to what the previous total was. All right. All right. Now we're doing complicated maths here. <laughs> All right. So what's the what's the grand total? Give me the grand total. So we started with a nine. Add five to that, which is 14. Add 10 to that, which is 24. Add four to that, which is 28. 28 total damage is enough to kill this. Wait, actually, I'm going to check that. Yep. Uh, that is enough to kill it outright, actually. Uh, 20. Totally. 25 was the kill threshold for that. It's DT plus 18, you to 28. So with one arrow, describe where do you shoot this arrow? And boy, what a waste of folk bane. Oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> you killed a person in one shot. I think I, I think it's worth it. I think it's fine. Uh, um, okay, so seeing this one come upon where Hubert is hidden, I am going to try to shoot it right through the ear. So this is an ear hole shot. And you you manage to put it right into that creature's ear. You can see a big squirt and splash of blood and guts. Not guts. That's weird to have them in your ear. And <laughs> burst out of your face. Burst out of his face and it falls to the ground. And crimson begins to like fresh red uh, begins to merge with some of Hubert's blood trail as well. And I still have an AP left. Um, so I am going to try because I can from range do perilous stunts some some of them right like correct yeah not all of them so i can do disarm stunning blow or takedown using my ranged skills okay what would you like to do and who on a takedown on whoever is next closest to you or to hubert to hubert okay we're just because there's two coming out one side two coming around the other you so two two was gonna be two and two two on one two on the other person and so you're going to go for the other one that's about to target about to target him. So you're going to try to try to take down. So go ahead, roll your attempt. Uh, coordination. Uh, simple ranged for me. Oh, simple range because of your ability. Okay. Yep. And then they'll resist with coordination. That is a fail. It's a seventy-two. Do you want to re-roll that? I do feel like we need to get out of here. Okay. So you want to go ahead and try to re-roll it? Yeah, I will. All right, go for it. And I feel okay doing it because I'm trying to protect Hubert, so it's not just selfish. It's not selfish. Plus, it's you have a sixty percent chance to get it. And I fail with an 87. Fail. So, 
but I do have two misfortune points, so I very much appreciate it. You're welcome. All right, Hubert, there's one that's dead that just falls in front of you as you hear a, a whistling arrow just curve right over top of your shoulder, right through this person's ear. You see a second one coming towards you that has kind of a pincer for a hand, and it's closing in. Uh, its left hand is almost like a lobster claw. Its right hand is, is carrying this big old flail. Uh, and it's got eyes just for you. Uh, there's two more that are going around, say, the western side of the tree that you don't have perfect vision of, and they seem to be maybe going after Arave. Um What would you like to do? With a shot like that, give me the confidence to retake Verdum. But for now, we'll just take on these guys as I pop a lot of them, crutching all my blood stains. <laughs> all right. So you pop your lot in them, uh, take your corruption. Then I'm going to issue a challenge to the nearest guy and just charge at him or just like hustle at him. And I'll thrust at him with my lamp. Okay, do it. But that was clutch, man. A one shot kill on the first round to immediately. Yeah, she is so good at uh, shooting things with arrows. She's a sharpshooter. I missed. Do you want to reroll that? 42% chance. <laughs> ah. I mean, what are the chances, though, that three rolls in a row? I mean, we had Melissa's at 72, then at 87, now yours at 90. What are the chances for four rolls in a row? We got to get out of here. All right. I'm going to burn one Rene. <laughs> wow, I baited him into that. Sweet. Nice. I hit it this time. And you rolled the exact same damage, too, which is hilarious. So never, 11 never. points of damage. Are you satisfied with that damage? Do you want to explode? Yeah, that'll be fun. Okay. So with that, that will move them one threshold down uh, so they'll be lightly wounded uh, and we'll come back around at that point now to them uh, and there's one on you and so I think they'll go ahead and they will do a take aim uh, and then they will attempt to take you down uh, with a coordination tip Ten, uh, attempt excuse me uh, so I'll try to knock you down to the ground uh, 39 is a success. Go ahead and uh, react. You can go ahead and resist with, with coordination. All right, I'll just fall. Okay, so you fall to the ground. Uh, and then they'll use their last AP to swing at you while you're on the ground with their threshing flail. With a 27, it'll be a success. I get an extra D6 with this because you're on the ground. Uh, that's 11 total damage. I'll go ahead and... I'll use a misfortune point to explode the one that I rolled. So that's going to make it 16 total damage. And then I'll roll another d6 uh, for 19 total damage. I'm going to take a chaos rank. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my gosh. You're up to seven now. Oh. Because you're grievously wounded, right? I took a lot of them, so I'm at uh, serious. Okay, so you are you're taking you're taking a chaos rank because you were gonna die or because you're just gonna Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna straight up there. Okay, all right, fair enough. Uh, then the other two will come around and they will charge in at Erevé. Uh, both so the first one will spend one AP to close the distance, uh, okay. and we'll spend the second one to attempt to take you down. Uh, Sixty-two is a fail. Uh, with the third one, we'll attempt just to go ahead and swing at you. Uh, this one is carrying a maul, so this big old maul itself. The 21 will hit. Uh, you don't have any AP, I don't believe, for dodging or something like that. So that's 11, that's correct. That's 11 points of damage to you. I don't believe that uh, feels very good. Okay. Uh, second one will come in as well. Uh, we'll do the same thing I just tried, and we'll attempt to try to knock you down. And then with the... So that's a, a 60, also a fail. 
And then this one has another one of those flails, will attempt to swing at you. Uh, this one's going to get, since there's two of them now that are outnumbering you, this one will be at routine uh, as they're flanking you. Uh, 58 will hit. Uh, that's nine. I'll go ahead and spend a mis one of those misfortune points to explode that two, puts it at 13, and I'll roll a d6, and that's 16 points of damage. And just like that, I'm all the way down to seriously. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll two d6s. Oh. Okay, so that is going to be a serious injury, uh, the, even though this the flail is, is weak, but it can still do serious injury, so go ahead and hit the serious injury button. You have a stress fracture until fully recuperated. You cannot counterspell, dodge, or parry. Uh, so that will be... So as they kind of swing at you, maybe you put your arm up to try to block the swing of the flail. And in doing so, you hear a crack, uh, a little tiny crack kind of sound off in your forearm. And you can feel that, it's, feel that it's going to wound you a little bit for a little time. But on the bright side, it's your turn now. But you do have two of them around you. I believe, because I am using a hunting bow, I believe that means that I need to maneuver. Yeah, you would want to maneuver the step away if you want to continue to, to shoot that range shot. Unless you were, I think it's only if you have gunpowder can you shoot in range when you're fettered in an engagement like that. Sorry, it's two to maneuver. Mm -hmm. And then one to attack. Is it standard or is it challenging? To what? To attack? Yeah. No, it'll be standard. If you if you maneuver away, it'll, it'll be fine. Spend two AP to maneuver away. But then you got to roll your coordination test to see if you can load for free. Otherwise, you can't because it costs two. That's right. That's right. But we do have two more fortune points that you could potentially use to gain extra AP. I like how you use them. I immediately turned them around and got an injury with you. I did. Succeed. So you've got one AP left to take a shot. There's the two on you. The one that you hit last time was the one that was on, uh, on Hubert. It's up to you whether you want to continue to do this. Which one do you want to attack? So Hubert now only has one on him? Hubert's got one on him. You have two on you. If you would like, you can roll a warfare test really quick to assess which which of these is hurt the most. I'll give that to you for free. Uh, it's flipped to fail, so I failed. The only one that you know that for sure, like they all got blood and guts on them because they just had a war, but it's hard to tell whether the two on you have been hurt at all. You know for certainty that the one on Hubert, because it's got an arrow sticking out of it. I am going to just try to shoot the one that's closest to me. Okay, go for it. The one that I tried to uh, take down earlier and couldn't. Okay. Gosh darn it, that's a fail. Would you like to re-roll that? Sorry, everybody that isn't the two of us. I will re-roll. Hey, they're not in danger right now. Ah, fail. That's going to be two misfortune points for me, and there's only one fortune point left. And unlike our streams, you can't buy anymore. Uh, Hubert, you're up. Oh, I'm in the ground. I'm going to fight while I'm here, so I'm going to take aim. Okay. That'll counter... I'll say challenging if you're fighting on the ground, but the take aim will counterbalance that since you're swinging from the ground. I'm going to go through 14 damage. No rolls. Uh, do you want to keep the 14 damage? or Yeah, do 14 you... fine. Okay. And you'll just go ahead and do a resist toughness so you don't get shoved out of engagement for the powerful quality. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That'll actually move them too, by the way. Uh, and then for toughness, uh, 75 is a fail, so they will get pushed away from you. Uh, and then, so I just got moved down to serious. I will roll 2d6s. Is your weapon vicious? It is indeed. Yeah, it is. So, so I will roll 3d6s. 
and I did, in fact, roll an injury. Uh, serious injury is a busted kneecap, which makes sense. You're swinging at them from the ground with your... Was it a Mor- is it a Morgenstern? Or no, you're doing the Lance. The Iron Lance. So until fully recuperated, anytime you fail a skill, a uh, skill test that relies on brawn or agility, you suffer 2d10 physical peril. 2d10 plus 2 with a busted kneecap. That's it for me. Good job. Unfortunately, you're still on the ground, so it's going to step towards you. Uh, this one has a threshing flail, so it's a combat test for it. So there's actually nothing here. Um, you're already on the ground, so I will just take aim. Uh, and I'll go ahead and swing with the threshing flail on you, because I move 1 AP to step forward, 1 AP to take aim, 1 AP to swing, and that is the turn for that one. And I roll a critical fail, 77. Oh, Needed a 75, rolled a 77. So as he swings down, probably the leg just kind of giving out, and he just exerts his his back, twists in a fairly strange way, uh, making you can hear a grunt of pain. Uh, he will take a crap load of peril, and that's uh, going to move him down. Uh, oh, my God. That'll move him three steps. So he's now ignoring two skill wings. Wow. Okay. So they're done. The other two will close in upon Erevé. Uh One will... First one will step up. Uh, you stepped away, so they both have to spend a maneuver to get closer. So first one's up. It's going to hustle, I should say. So it's going to 1 AP to get close to you. Uh, then it's going to take aim. And then it's going to attempt to take you down. So that's what it's going to do. We're going to work... They're going to work in teamwork here. The first one with a 63, needed a 50, is a fail. Uh, the second one will step up. I think I'll try the same thing, except maybe I'll do a chokehold this time. Yeah, athletics is better, so I'll give that a try. Take aim. 32 is a success. You need to resist. So athletics. I failed. All right, so you will take uh, 1d10 plus 6, so the 1d of peril. So I rolled a seven, so 13 points of peril as you are now being choked by one of these two. And it will come to your your turn, and since you're being choked at the start of your turn, you have to try to resist the chokehold once again to be able to do anything. Otherwise, you're going to remain chokehold. I failed. We do have a fortune point if you want to re-roll it. It's up to you. This might be the shortest-lived character we've ever had. (laughs) I either use the very last fortune point here. And for a penny and for a pound and all that good stuff, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a 42%, so it's less than 50, but mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. in a pretty dangerous situation. I'm in a very dangerous situation. If, if you don't pass this, you can't do anything on your turn. And if you die, Hubert probably dies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ashley, if it were you, if it were you, would you would you roll again with a fate point? Or excuse me, with a fortune point? Um... If I had fate points, no, but when I get out, I would fucking run. Okay. All right. Meaning you would leave Hubert to die. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. As terrible yeah. as that is. I think <laughs> like, especially like Erevé is not really a member of the party yet. So like she's attempted to do a good ranged, thing. But you're also ranged. So you can still attack from far away mm-hmm. just like Lavinia could. So just because you're getting out of the engagement doesn't necessarily mean you can't help. Yeah, which I probably should have done last turn, and I didn't. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I'll spend it. That was a lesson it took me forever to learn. Yeah, I know. The whole, like, <laughs> hey, you're... You, oh, that's a fail. 
So there are now no fortune points left in three misfortune points. Uh, and that is the end of Airvay's turn. Hubert, this guy's left himself open for sure. Uh, busted kneecap. You look over, you can probably peek over at Airvay. You can see that she is being choked. There's this uh, large, angry woman that's, uh, that's choking her. Uh, and then you can see there's another person who's like sneaking around behind her. So she's in trouble. Uh, this woman who's already saved your life, honestly, uh, at this point. But you've got this one in front of you that just tried to kill you with a smash. You busted their kneecap up. They aren't looking good. What would you like to do? I'm going to continue my ground combat, take aim twice, and swipe at the busted knee again. Going all in. I like it. Do it. Sounds good. If he misses, he can't reroll. Just got to not miss them. There you go. Why didn't they? Why did you tell them that earlier? <laughs> That's what we needed. Kind of figured that they should know that by now. Oh wait, one of them's new. Never mind. Does fourteen damage? Does fourteen damage? Uh, yeah, because I get plus three for taking aim. It's that is enough to move it two. So it was at it was at serious, and it just moved two more. That's enough to kill it, right? Nice. No, yeah. serious, grievous. Yeah, it's dead. Nice. So you manage to take you take another swing at it, and you completely blow the leg clear off, like it was already busted. And you can see this thing explodes like a watermelon getting hit with a sledgehammer, and the blood splurts violently everywhere. The guy falls to the ground, and within seconds, you can see he just bleeds out. That's your turn. Yeah, it's all API. Okay. All right. It's now two to two, two to two, folks. This is good. This is good. Speaking of those two. One of them will just go ahead and continue to do the chokehold. Um, sure. So that'll be their turn. So go ahead and take 10 more points of, of peril. Uh, and then the other one, seeing as how they'll peek over and they'll see that the uh, the other two that were going after Hubert are now both dead. And it will, and the sees Hubert still on the ground. This thing will break off from Arave and will go after you. Um, probably take them two of their AP to close the distance on you. Well, actually, no. Probably one AP. Let me check their movement really quick. Uh, movement of eight, 24 yards, or 24 feet, excuse me, 24 feet between you. That sounds about right. Uh, so we'll say, yeah, they'll be able to get up to you, um, and they'll be able to take a swing while you're laying on the ground. Uh, so they'll go ahead. We'll say this is the one with the threshing flail, the one with the... Actually, no. We'll say this is the one with the maul. We'll say the one with the threshing flail is the one that's uh, choking. Uh, and so they'll go ahead and roll this mall test. It's an 81. That is a miss. Uh, I'll go ahead and burn a misfortune, and I'll re-roll that, because I have a pretty high chance, 65% chance. With a 39, it'll be successful. Uh, I roll a 1 on my damage, so I'll go ahead and burn uh, the 1 to make that explode. So that'll put me at 13 plus two more d6s because you're on the ground and I rolled a two and a one. So 16 points of damage on Hubert. Uh, I'm going to burn the fate point here. It's a little slightly. Okay. Brett, good news is that there's only one misfortune point left. Erevay, go ahead and roll a resistance to try to get out of this chokehold. You got this. Athletics test, please. That's a fail. You will continue to be choked. I mean, you are 91 pounds. It's... Hubert, it's your turn. We went from one frail character to another frail character. Mm-hmm. Nice. I've adapted this turtle style fighting, and I'm going to stay down here. You do know that you take extra damage when attacked while you're prone, right? Yeah, but I'm, I'm okay with it. Okay. <laughs> I can just burn these fate points and these these chaos rings. It's fine. So I'm going to take aim okay. once. Swipe at him. Not quite. That's a miss. 
Okay. Coming back around to them, I will maintain the chokehold. Uh, yep. And uh, take 11 more points of physical peril. How you looking there, uh, Arave? Ignore three. Okay. Oof. Oh, boy. This is getting really ugly now. The other one will continue to attack Hubert. Uh, you're on the ground. We'll take aim twice and swing. Uh, right? It makes the most sense. Yep. Uh, so let's do that. I'll go for parry. Okay. Do you have the AP, you have the AP too? Yeah, I've still the one AP. That's a crit. <laughs> you can't parry, unfortunately. 44 oh. on an 85. Uh, so that's... Uh, I'll go ahead and spend my last misfortune point to explode the two on damage. Well, actually, no, because I got a D6. Let me roll the other D6. Ugh, 11 points. I kind of want to save the last one for injury at some point. Or an important reroll. So 11 points of damage to you. Does that break? Yeah, it'll drop me to Grievous. So I'll roll injury here. Uh, 3D6s. This can only do moderate or serious injuries, the splitting wall. I dodged the injury. You dodged it all. Okay, so you're at Grievous, though. Uh, and we will go back around to Arave. Come on, break that athletic. Come on, athletics test. You got this. Getting tunnel vision. Eyes are going dark. Can't breathe. Yeah, pretty much. She's a blue elf. There you go. And she breaks it with a 25. Freaking finally. You are now free. There's two of these left. You can take your turn. What do you want to do? Running. You're running. Yes. Okay. All three AP running. Okay. Because these guys haven't really taken that much damage. Okay. Uh, I You failed your warfare test. Uh, so I'm not going to tell you anything. Uh, to assess them in terms of like who's the weakest. Uh, but they do get an attack at you. The one that, that you're running away from. We'll go ahead and take their... Um, but I get a plus three because I'm running. And I get an additional plus one because of my um, one of my abilities. So I've got plus four right now. Rolled a 16... Uh, Son of a bitch. I did 10 damage. Are you kidding? Even with, with, with running in with your extra plus one, 10 still? What's your damage threshold at? Is that uh, smaller than mine? Yeah, it is. I'm actually, I didn't take any because it is right now, it's 10. Okay, it's, it's got to exceed. Okay, so you get away. That's fine. Uh, and then your movement is 10. 10. So that means you're going to move 30 yards in the snow away. Okay, you're going to put some distance between yourself and this other marauder. Hubert comes back around to you. Yeah, I'm just still fight this new challenger that approached me with the take aim and swing. Still on the ground, just break dancing. Oh, I, I missed. That's so oh, much no. damage you would have done. So much damage you would have done. It's a shame. Uh, okay, we'll go back around to the marauders. Uh, you're Because you're banking the one, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so... Their movement, so one of them's going to chase after Erevé, but will not be able to catch up with you. Uh, but they're going to chase after you because it makes sense that they'll chase after you. Uh, but their movement is only eight, so they're going to come up a little bit short. Uh, and then we'll figure that out for that point. Uh, the other one will turn its attention, continuing back to Hubert. Uh, we'll take him twice, uh, and we'll go ahead and swing with its splitting maul. Parry as well. If it, if it hits, we'll see. It does. With uh, 29, that is good. Uh, so go ahead and roll. And this is slow, so you get plus 10 base chance to parry. I failed parry. Okay. 11 points of damage done to you. Uh, actually, sorry, I got to roll my extra d6 for you being on the ground. 13 points of damage done to you. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> my last blessing here. 
to go to eight perma chaos rank. You better oh be so good. If, if you survive this, you have to be a goody two shoes for and the rest of your life. You have to be a saint. Holy crap. All right, so you're still surviving. Let's go. Erevé, you are about six yards away from this other one that is chasing you. What would you like to do? I'm just going to run. Okay, you're going to keep running. You're going to put more distance. Fine. Yeah. Hubert, you're still on the ground. What do you want to do? Continue this weird attack <laughs> until it works. Wow. Well, actually, it's 1v1. I'm going to stand up this time, actually. Okay. Two, <laughs> do you have any Finally. points in coordination? No, so I do 2 AP. 2 AP. So you have 1 AP left. I'm going to go for the knockout. So knock, you can't actually knock him out. Yes, I can because he's challenged. You challenged him. That's right. All right, here we go. Athletics, I think. You got this. And this makes him defenseless to your stuff, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. You can totally knock him out. You stand up. Have a good roll. Oh, successful. Um, clutch. Oh, the 26. There, there's no resist to that, right? I, I can't. He's defenseless, so can't I can't react. I can't react. Yeah. So you, you get, get up. You get up and you not on this turn because he's out of AP. Yeah. But next turn, possibly you look off in the distance. Uh, I'll say you can see you can certainly see that Erve is running and being chased. But at this point, the other one's a good, you know, almost what, 75 feet from you. So 24 yards, almost 100 yards from you, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's even further and it's kind of snowing. And so you're, you, you can see the direction that she's going. But yeah. Uh, damn, that's huge, man. Their turn. Knocked out, so he can't do anything. Uh, the other one will go ahead and continue to chase you, and uh, will continue to fall behind. Uh, Hubert, back around to you. You got this sleeping beauty laying on the ground in front of you. What do you want to do? Oh, it's just my blood frenzy right now. My mind just wants to kill it. That's it. Just describe what it looks like. I'm not going to make you roll because it's just the two of you. If you miss, you could just try again. So just go ahead and describe <laughs> how it looks. Just gripping my lance with both my hands. I just thrust it directly into his forehead. Beautiful. Beautiful. Just... And I just drag Oof. myself twice. Two maneuvers or three maneuvers. I'll run, actually. I'll try to catch up. Uh, okay. Uh, I think we'll say one AP to kill and then okay. two AP to hustle. So you're, you're starting yeah. to catch up. Sure. Okay. Uh, then it'll be the Marauder's turn. I think the Marauder is probably smart enough to realize that they're not going to catch Erevé. Um, this time we'll give up chasing and we'll turn around and start running back. Uh, but we'll not yet catch up with you, Hubert. Uh, Erevé, when you look over your shoulder, you can see that the Marauder has stopped chasing you and has turned around. Uh, what would you like to do? Okay, so now I would like to try to shoot at it. Okay, so there are 30, we'll, we'll put it around 36 yards away from you. And I can shoot it. 9 plus PB, which is 16, is my range. Do you want to do two movements to get closer, or do you want to do a medium range shot? I haven't done range before. What does a medium range shot do? It just increases the difficulty, basically. I want to keep my distance. Okay, so you're going to keep your distance. Um, I would say you'd probably be smart enough to know how close you can get without really threatening yourself. So if you want to spend an yeah. AP to move, AP, mm-hmm. and then you can, do you want to try to do your load thing? I do. Go ahead. I crit succeed for whatever that's worth. Uh, I'll give you an extra AP. Just take a pick a bonus AP because of how quickly you did it. Thank you. I succeeded on the attack. I think. Uh, if you so if you didn't affect the rating, so that means. It would have been plus 10, or excuse me, minus 10, so it would have been a 30, and you rolled a 36, so it's a miss. Okay. 
Hubert, you see someone running back at you. There will save two movement actions from you. What do you want to do? Oh, let's see. I'm going to issue the challenge to the next guy, next contender. Just keep him coming. All right. I'm going to throw a Francesca at him. Okay. Uh, that's got a fairly short range. I'll move up. Okay. So probably one movement to do that. Okay. And you can throw. Sure. Going in. 13 damage. 13 damage. We'll move it uh, down the damage threshold. Oh, almost two, but not quite. Uh, but this one was already injured. We're already wounded. So this will actually move it to moderately. Then I will roll okay. two. I will roll a d6 to see whether or not. Okay, no injury, but it moved it to moderately. Then I'm just going to back up again. Okay, so you move up, throw, move back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll it'll come after you then at this point. Um, I think it can get to you, uh, but we'll say it's going to take its whole turn to chase you down. Aravé, uh, they it's run away. You can see that it's probably attacking Hubert. Uh, at a distance somehow so you were still alive uh and uh if you want you can probably close in and fire again i would like to do that yes all right let's kick the difficulty up by plus 10 uh or excuse me by minus 10 uh because you're firing into an engagement now with an ally so go ahead and roll that is fail okay uh hubert it's going to come back around to you you can hear arrows flying through the air whistling but they're not quite landing uh what do you want to do hold my ground here take aim and try to finish this guy off go for it take aim so you get your plus 10 can you envision this battle by the way like these two people bleeding climbing down this this rocky road hiding behind a big tree one of them gets one shot then there's this guy break dancing on the ground in the snow somehow managing (laughs) to survive now they're chasing after this one guy like who's caught in a rundown break dancing with a huge lance yeah, I don't know how that worked, but that's a miss, unfortunately, <laughs> with an 89 of 52. You kept an AP, I know, uh, and that's good because it's their turn, mm. and they're going to go ahead, and I'm going to take aim twice, uh, and then I will swing at you. Got to go for the parry if it is. Yep, I'm going with the take aim twice. That'll be a success. Roll your parry check. Success in the parry. Damn, and you do manage to to hold it off. Erevay, do you want to get closer and shoot? Yes. Okay, same thing. Go ahead and roll with a with a minus 10 on your attack. I am going to uh, take aim. Okay. That is a hit. It is a hit. 10 damage. We'll move that person down to seriously injured. There's going to be two extra D6 coming his way because of special stuff that I have. Explosion. Six. It's 20 something. This thing's dead. 24. As you're fighting with him, you see an arrow just come right through the back and the... In, out the front of the forehead and they are most certainly dead and it collapses to the ground and as they fall down you can see standing like 20 yards behind in the snow this bleeding elf woman that you've known for about nine hours i thought you left me for dead no i just i just needed to get some distance we should we should hide make sure that no one else follows us before we go back to the fort okay and at long last, we can go back to the fort and Ashley and Coder can play. Uh, it's been a while. How are you guys doing? Solid. Uh, you have no idea any of this has happened. Uh, so finally back to you all. This is what happens when we split the party and one of those one of those splits gets in the combat. Because combat can grind sometimes. Uh, but we're back at the fort. Um, we'll start. Uh, unless there's, is there something specific that either of you are looking to do? I'm, j- I'm just a failure at training people. 
and I'm very mad about that. Okay. Uh, Colonel Jaeger is going to notice your failures, uh, and he is going to approach you uh, with a few of his uh, of his allies, um, and he will say to you, one of, uh, one of the scouts of Miss Tripp, who was up in the, up in the tower, said they might have seen a ship coming round the Cape to the southeast. Coming up from the south, around, heading north, along the coast. It's hard to see, snow being what it is. Since you're, honestly, absolutely terrible at teaching, maybe you and a few of me lads and ladies can go. Take a better look. See if it's friendly. See if it's that shit that I heard about from the one such from from town, Markov. Or if it's something else that we should be concerned with. Sure, I can do that. Good. Uh, it, won't, it shouldn't take you long to get there. Maybe 45 minutes to an hour at most. Don't stay too long. Get a good view and then come back. Uh, and so they'll se- he'll send you with two other folk. Both of them look capable, uh, and you've seen a little bit of what these folks can do. Uh, may- this might be the first time you've actually been sent to do anything uh, with capable people. Uh, who knows? Uh, hey! So you'll you'll head out and you'll start uh, trekking down the incline and then curving around the butte and heading east again. It's maybe a forty-five minute walk to uh, to the coast from where Fort Yeager is. Um. So then we'll switch over to Lavinia, who, uh, Lavinia, you have been spending most of the day uh, over by the medical tent, uh, making Mm -hmm. bandages and such to help out. Um, You see a handful of folks sometimes trickle in to the fort, other other survivors that happen to make it here. Every now and then you inquire maybe about Charlotte. You still don't hear anything. Uh, At a certain point, uh, you see Gisela Tripp the overseer from the mine who you had such a wonderful conversation with so long ago, (laughs) months ago at this point, Um, she's going to visit the medical tent and you can see her talking with some of the other people that she's put in charge of, of dealing with this year. Uh, But she'll notice you uh, Mm -hmm. and she'll approach you kind of inquire a little bit about your state. Uh, Lavinia will just, cause I imagine how she is. She's just kind of on a bedroll and she's got, just ripped pieces for bandages just scattered all across her lap and she's just got pots of honey everywhere and she is just doing her best to make bandages Mm -hmm. and she'll look up and her hands are still sticky and she'll be like well um to be honest uh, i have a lame leg right now i got a few more days maybe a week until i can walk on it again but i do have tinctures if you need my assistance for anything your um assistance is most appreciated let's make sure you hand over your uh your creations uh to deputies um i wanted to speak with you about another matter if that's possible of course you are in a state i see there's several half drunken bottles of mountain dew around you perhaps i could come back at a different time uh i've been told that from a few folks, uh, Loudon specifically, mm-hmm. who uh, says that you are a trustworthy sort, that I can speak with you and get a straight answer. It took me a moment to remember your face, to be honest, but I, I do recall our previous meeting. 
I've been forced to grow up very quickly. Hmm. Haven't everyone. Now, I've been told that you were at the governor's nest when circumstances exploded. Is this correct? Yes. Could you possibly give me um, as full an accounting of the events that you witnessed? Who was there? As you know, well, an old friend, Colonel Yeager, has come back from the dead along with several others, and although I did once consider him a, a fair friend, workplace acquaintance, I... I must say, I am concerned that the very man who now chooses to call himself our savior, or a savior, is also the man who helped to coordinate an all-out assault in abduction or assassination of our governor. So, what happened? Was he there? I don't know for sure if he was there, but I do know there were a lot of factors involved to Unbat Nor. And the Prince of Change has had a large hand in taking over Verdum and quite possibly the Nest. Um, Prince of Change is not something we talk about in common common conversation. There are people just with an earshot here. I would encourage you not to fac- you know, facilitate those types of theories uh. amongst the populace. Um, I have heard and I have seen uh, the markings of some of the individuals, and I have scholars, thinkers, mm-hmm. that I converse with regularly who have warned me of such things. Let's keep that between us, shall we? Uh, better to just say these are barbarians from the north that we're dealing with, not some group of demon-worshipping cultists who may or may not have that prince on their side. Uh, but again, I'm worried here. Should I, should I trust him? You spent some time in Verdum as well, uh, Loudon yes. says. You helped mm-hmm. him. You were, you and your party were confidence of him uh, in the investigation into the insurgency. This is correct? Yes, correct. What do you know of the leadership of that insurgency? This, um, what was his name? Um, Con- Conlin, Conlin Downs, the tailor. We haven't necessarily had too much time to reflect on that, but the last we spoke, he was a puppet of what we agreed that we should not speak upon. Hmm. He had an advisor, Brianna, and she, well, she is definitely of the forces that are currently at the Sunbearers Abbey in, in Verdum. You see, Livinia, if I can converse with you here. Ah, I'm concerned because this invasion uh, came coincidentally, or not so coincidentally, well-timed with the softening of Verdum's defenses from within the overthrow of the governor and the town council, Conlon himself taking control with as you've said, a woman who was in league with these creatures. And now here, we have a man we have not seen for years. We have a people that we know very little about, who have been on this ruin, in hiding, 
apparently for however long, mm -hmm. who have encountered these marauders were. Why should I not think that this is just another case of trying to soften us from within? If I extend a peaceful olive branch, I have made outwardly, at least, overtures as such, but inwardly mm -hmm. I have reservations. Should I trust this man, or should I be suspicious that he will just turn on us and open the gates to allow more of these marauders to slaughter our kind? I do not believe it was the Unbetnor who opened the gates. Conlin was a man who was desperate for power, and I believe he made a deal that allowed him to weaken Verdum. We found instances of a ritual in a place where his cohorts, I guess, were with the sacrificed people. And I don't know what spell was cast or what, what that led to, but I believe that all maybe had something to do with the downfall of Verdun. And you're basing your trust in the Umbatnor on what exactly? The fact that I asked for them to let us go because they were going to kill us on the nest. We were up there. They were going to kill us. And they did show mercy. But Conlin in them in Verdum, there is no mercy. Interesting. They let you leave freely without fight. Yes. I see. She gets up, starts to kind of like straighten out her clothes. That has been very helpful. Is there anything else that you think you should convey? Lavinia will confide in her that they have found numerous um, places of Umbatnor, and she has her notebook filled with copies of etchings, and she'll just basically say, I don't know how to read it, but perhaps this may have some answers that you're looking for. And then she'll tell him or tell her about the guy who knew how to read it in town and say, I don't know if he made it out alive, but if perhaps we could get him, he could read this for you. We also have at least two, a dozen and a half Umbat Nor wandering about the fort that perhaps one of them, I would assume, is capable of reading their own language. I don't know if Colonel Jaeger or any of his cohorts have learned that language in the two years or so he's been gone. Mm -hmm. Some of the folks in his retinue I recognize, some I do not, so... Whether we're dealing with two separate parties that have found common ground, or whether Colonel Jaeger is just playing theatrics with the rumors of an old civilization, I have not yet determined. And and she'll tell her we've we've found signs of an old civilization, numerous ones. But have you directly encountered any other than these who have shown you their face, who have? identified themselves uh and then she'll say well i haven't but um like other members of my party did but we don't know if they're the same or different umbat nor i see well you have given me much to think on and i very much appreciate your counsel here in your merry making whatever it is you're doing here uh keep this conversation between you and i and certainly be careful how far you trust uh, Colonel Jaeger and the others. It's 
It would be good to remain suspicious and cautious in these times, especially considering everything that has befallen our society in the North here. Yeah. Don't take your safety and don't take their loyalty for granted. And she'll thank her for stopping by. Rest. Get well. We will need you, I suspect, at much fuller strength than you already are. Good day. And she will abruptly turn around and start leaving. Okay. Stachys, at this point, a couple, you and the other two, it's been a kind of a quiet journey. They haven't really said much uh, to you. A couple hand signals to each other from time to time. Um, But a grunt here, a point there, small words to indicate which direction, that kind of stuff. Uh, But you find yourself uh, eventually getting to the coastal side. Now, the east coast is very rocky, but there are periodic beaches uh, which uh, which pop up here and there. These kind of uh, sandy white beaches, but mostly it's a fairly rocky uh, a rocky coast. Uh, there is a bit of an embankment, but uh, the elevation of it isn't too much. Right now, it appears to be low tide, uh, so there's more beach than others. You uh, you get to the sort of the embankment itself. It's maybe ten feet higher than the sand. Um, you take a look out. It's snowing a little bit. Uh, it's probably mid afternoon, like maybe a three o'clock in the afternoon or so four o'clock. You have a little bit of light left before it gets really dark. The the days are shorter this time of year. Uh, you don't have the greatest of vision. Uh, what would you like to do? Is there anything that I can see out on the water? Uh, you see an occasional islet, like a, a rocky island, uh, and you can see a little further out the contours of something, but you're pretty confident that that's just uh, an island, not uh, not a moving ship. Um, why don't you go ahead and roll an awareness test, uh, and you can roll this uh, at challenging. That's a fail. Yeah, you can't really see anything. Um, nothing, nothing clearly on the water. Uh, and there's nowhere that I can get closer, so... You can get onto the beach if you want. Uh, if you're looking... like you, You're already at a high point uh, on the butte, but the butte, again, is off to the west. Uh, if you look up and down the coast, because, again, you're on the east coast now, I'll, I'll ping about to where you're at. You know that you can kind of continue up the coast. You can go back down the coast. You were told that whoever saw something saw something moving, moving kind of south... Uh, but they couldn't really tell because, again, it's very overcast and it's been snowing a bit today, so you don't have the greatest sight. That's why they sent people to get closer. I would figure that if there's like a hidden boat, it would go into like an alcove or something along the okay, or be really far out. So if it's close enough, people can see there. I want to try and see if I can find an alcove. Okay. Do you want to get? Do you want to go down coast or up coast then searching? I guess I'll go further out before I turn around, and we can always go back along the coast on the way back. Okay, makes sense. Uh, all right, so the three of you, and that like you know, they're kind of looking as well. They're scouting, doing their thing. They're kind of eyeing you, keeping a couple feet while you're there. Like, often they're off by themselves, like behind you or in front of you. You'll see one of them will disappear into the brush for about five or ten minutes, come back, whisper to each other, like they're communicating here and there. Um, you overhear a few things from time to time. Uh, it does, uh, like you, you do, you do understand whatever it is they're saying when you can hear it. It just looks like they're, it looks like they're doing their job. It looks like they're scouting. It looks like they're looking for things. It doesn't seem like they're saying, Hey, let's kill them now. Um, so as you start heading, uh, up the coast, you 
you're continuing to keep your an eye out on the water, uh, but you don't really see anything in particular. Uh, but you do catch one thing on the land uh, about half an hour north on that beach. You can see up on the ridge, uh, the embankment, probably about uh, 100 yards off the water, you can see that there is a hut that has been built uh, right against what appears to be a series of granite outcroppings. So it's like kind of tucked in uh, to this almost obscured, but you can see it quite clearly. You can see a little bit of smoke coming out of a chimney. Uh, but yeah, it's just a little small hut, not very big at all. Uh, you can see that there's a uh, an animal pen uh, nearby that uh, looks like it has, from what you can tell, like a, like a mountain goat or two in there. Okay. What would you like to do? You said there's smoke coming out of it? Yeah. I'm going to go and see if I see any signs besides the smoke that there's anybody been outside recently. Um, It's snowing so much you don't really, it's not easy to see any like footprints or anything like that. Uh, okay. Uh, you can roll if you want. You can roll a scrutinized test or an awareness test if you just want to actually do an awareness if you just want to like do a general sense of the area. Challenging because of the weather, right? Uh, no, because you're not looking out onto the ocean. Like you're oh, looking well, on the I ocean. failed anyway. It doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, you look around, you don't see any footprints. You don't see any people. You don't see anything that would alarm you. Um, there is a trough of water that is actually liquid. So you probably would presume that somebody has come out and replaced that or has broken off a sheath of ice so that animals could access it would be the best bit but as you're looking at that you slip on a patch of ice as you get a little bit closer and you're going to go ahead and you'll take 15 points of physical peril uh, from that uh, and the two umbat nor that have been coming with you will chuckle heartily <laughs> something like that look out for that black ice uh, when you're able to get up dust yourself off what would you like to do yes i'll go Knock on the door and see if anybody's there. Okay. You knock on the door and you immediately hear like shuffling and slamming and stuff kind of moving about on the inside. Um, and there's no window. Hello. And a, f a few beats later, you see the door crack open very little bit. And you see a hand, this kind of wrapped hand, just appear like fingertips coming around that have all been kind of wrapped up in some kind of cloth. Uh, it's just sort of holding it open just so a little half, like a sliver of the face with an eye, but then the face itself has been wrapped up a bit, and you hear this old woman's voice. Oh, what do you want? I've done nothing. Have you seen a boat out on the water? And are you aware that it's very dangerous? There's marauders everywhere. Listen, Sonny, I'm about four times your age. Don't tell me what's dangerous. As for boats in the water, I've seen plenty of boats in the water. I live near the beach, of course. Recently, perhaps, there are some people I'm looking for. Hmm. Why should I tell you? You knock on my door, you interrupt what I'm doing, and then you uh, insult me and make it seem as though I can't protect myself. I've been living out here on my, well, almost on my own for a very long time. Oh. Hmm. Uh, why don't you go ahead and roll uh, some sort of social test? Uh, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? You want to try to charm her? You want to try to want to try to intimidate her? You want to try to lie to her? What do you want to do? Would Baron I recognize her? 
you're not there, so no. Oh, I just. Um, can I do an intimidate in the sense of that I'm kind of imposing and I look like I can take care of myself and I find them dangerous kind of thing? Not that I'm physically threatening her. I don't think that works. <laughs> That's okay. a little complicated. Uh, leadership, maybe? That sounds more like leadership to me. Well, I, I don't have leadership. I don't Get have... mean, Coder, get In- mean. Intimidating is quite literally threatening, like, the other person in some way, threatening them with harm. So, like, what you're talking about is more, like, convincing them through logic that, like, you know, yeah. I know what I'm talking about. You should be afraid. That's leader. That sounds like leadership, so. Okay. Uh, yeah, then if if I can't do that, then I will just say... I have almost died to these things. I'm not trying to insult you. I was trying to warn you. I'm asking for your help. If you don't help me, maybe I can find something here that can help me. Okay, and so you want of, to intimidate her? Yeah. It was sounding it was adding almost charm until the very end. Go ahead and roll your intimidation. What do you want to Oh, it's standard, isn't it? Uh actually, actually I think what's your what's your social class? I'm lowborn. No, actually, this will be pretty easy for you. <laughs> I already know your your ranks in chaos and stuff, so this is gonna be easy. Easy, ooh, yeah. <laughs> it's the same. You have the same social class, the same the same ranks. We did say Stekas needed to be mean. Yeah, <laughs> that's a failure by twelve. Okay, so uh, she will. Um, she'll look at you for a second, and then she will say, "You don't scare me, boy." You ugly, awful-looking creature. I don't need your help. And if you try to come in here without my invitation, woe be to you with what might befall you. Lucky for you, I'm in a delightful mood. And I will let you come in. And so she'll open the door wide, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give you... Uh, I'll give you like uh, take a oh my god that's terrible rolling uh, take like six points of mental peril from just the embarrassment of this old woman completely cutting your legs out in front of you like just demeaning you in front of these other two uh, these other two men no, who are behind you chuckling <laughs> old woman <laughs> type of thing. we're stuck I just can't get anything yeah right I'm, I'm just uh, useless well apparently. you guys used all of the fortune points so the door opens up and you get a waft. Oh god, it just smells terrible inside. Oh, when you peek past her and she's still kind of partially hiding herself, she's like pulling the door open and kind of going with it. Uh, but you can look inside and it is a very messy place. Uh, there's a little furnace uh, that's roaring. You do you do get warmth coming in. The warmth does feel really good, but it smells quite awful. You can see all sorts of things hanging from the ceiling. You can see plants and herbs. You can see carcasses of hunted animals like rabbits and such. Uh, you can see that there's this, there, like inside there's like one table, like kind of this long, crooked, probably homemade table and a chair that that's just under, that's tucked underneath it. And there's all sorts of like, salvaged crates and stuff, which you would imagine she probably got from the coast. Then there's there's like a curtain in the back that seems to be blocking the view of like a, a back room. But she says, come in, you fine heroic lad who just wants to save an old woman. I'll come inside and say I was more of a warning 
as I'm looking for something for me. I was trying to find someone. You're very complicated with what you're trying to convey. Would you like some tea? You can see she waddles over. And when she waddles over, she closes the door just as the two Umbat and Ohr are coming up to it and closes the door right in their face. So it's just the two of you inside. And when she waddles over, she's covered in like these gray and brown robes uh, that have like little, has like dirt stains. You think they're dirt stains and little strings of like roots and leaves that are collect, you know, connecting to it. Hair is kind of peeking out from underneath a cowl in between these wraps of some kind of canvas. You don't actually see really any of her skin except for like a little bit underneath her eyes. And she waddles over and you can see she picks up like these two cups and she starts pouring tea for you. Sprinkles a couple little leaves on top of it and something else. And then she brings it over and she hands it to you. Have a seat. I'll sit down and say, what do I need to do to get your help with the boat? I'll just hold the tea and wait until, because she brought two cups. Perhaps not be an old ornery, angry asshole, and maybe just talk with an old woman for a bit. I don't get many visitors, after all. If that is what you want, I will be more than capable of speaking with you. I've heard. Perhaps you can clarify. I've heard whispers on the winds that Verdum is a bit so, how shall I put this, under new leadership, is that correct? Under the second new leadership. Oh, I do have new gossip to hear, please. What happened? I heard that there was a bit of an insurgency. Some sort of movement within the uh, the peoples, and that a big Boom! On top of the mountain. I could even see it from here. Yeah, I was up on the mountain. The These people in their cloaks with animal skulls came out and killed the majority of the people up on the mountain. And uh, their friends took over the town. About a month or so later, a bunch of marauders took over the town and burned most <laughs> of it down. <gasps> What wonderful entertainment. <laughs> and tell me, lad, just who are you amongst all of this? Whom do you serve? Mostly myself. Occasionally others, depending upon the situation. Oh, I think there's more to that. Indeed, I can... Smell something from you. <laughs> That's fine. We're entitled to our secrets. Drink your tea, please. What kind of tea is it, if I may ask? Herbal tea. I'm going to smell the tea. Does it smell like a tea? It smells like a tea, sure. I mean, it's a little pungent. Sure, I'll, I'll drink it. Go roll a uh, toughness test at uh, routine. I pass with a 20. It's a shame of all the, uh, you know, peril I've taken. Falling on my ass. You, uh, what are you talking about? You pass with a 20. What's the problem? I was just saying, like, I, I just realized I don't get any of my skills set for fighting now. No, you didn't need them. Um, you, you drink it, and it is incredibly potent and pungent, and it tastes 
but you managed to sip it down. You've had, you know, you've, you've lived a hard life. You don't, that's fine. I would you drink it. It's good, strong tea. You start feeling a, have a bit of a headache, um, but you don't know if it's from the tea or just, just how foul the smell is in here. Roll an awareness test, if you like. Uh, it's a very small room with a curtain, so easy. I rolled a six. So as you're, as you're looking around, as you're drinking, she talks like, oh, um, a boat you were looking for, like a rowboat. Is that what you mean? Like something small, specific. It was like a, it was a galleon, I believe, like a, a medium-sized ship that they've been hiding somewhere to escape. I see. I've only recently begun to learn a bit about ships. Oh. I have a bit of a fascination with the ocean, in fact. Very curious. You start looking around, and you can see that on top of this small set of crates, you can see that there's a bunch of stuff that's been piled up. You see, like, this nice tricorn hat. You can see that there's this gun of some kind uh, that gets sitting on top of a few other odds and ends. <laughs> and uh, she says, um, I did, in fact, notice something very curious. I saw earlier this morning, I've seen this ship before, in fact, but it's not just a ship. It seems to be towing something very large. I think it's a creature, but my my friends tell me otherwise. They say it's possibly something else, but they can't see as well as I can. But yes, I saw a ship this morning. Wow, thank you. Do you happen to know which way it was going? To the north. Well, that's unfortunate. Across the bay. <laughs> uh, you don't want to go there. <gasps> yeah, no, I really don't want to go any further north than here. Ah. Uh, I didn't realize you were such a coward. Alone. I I need my, my party to go further. Oh, I'm just an old woman, and I have survived here all by myself. A big, strong man like you. How disappointing. As you can already tell, I've not had the best luck. No one who lives here has luck, dearie. Fair point. But yes, I saw your ship. I wouldn't go searching for it. It had a bad aura to it. I don't think it will be very much filled with friendly folk toward you. Fair enough. You said you had friends that had seen it? Yes. They're indisposed currently. I'm sorry about that. I have someone that's indisposed as well. I just meant that they're busy. Not hurt or anything, just indisposed, meaning they can't come to the door right now. Oh, okay. By the way, what was your name? You asked for mine. My name is Una Geis. You are, what was it again? I'm an old woman. I don't quite... Stekis. Stekis, yes. Yes, I shall remember that. Stekis the rude and cowardly wannabe tough boy who is looking for ships. Is there anything else I can do for you today? No, I don't think so. Mm. Is there something else I can do for you? I'm sure that there's something more you wanted than just a chat. Oh no, I like hearing about the news. 
It's very interesting. I don't get many visitors, as I said. If you like, I can bring you more visitors the next time we're this way. I don't think that would be too much to my liking. It's possible I might have company then. And they're not much for socialization. All right. Well, I won't bring them and I'll make sure that they don't bother you then. Good. It is arranged then. If you could, please. Don't mention this and feel free to return. If something new should transpire, I would be most interested in learning about the fate of the others in you. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I'll be more than happy to share the misery that we find. Mm. Would you like another cup of tea before you leave? I think I'm good, thank you. Good day to you, sir. Good day. It's been a pleasure. And she's going to hold out her hand, like a lady holding out a hand to be kissed. And it's like, again, wrapped with canvas and strips of cloth. And you can see that it's soaked through with stains of something but she's gonna hold it out nonetheless like she wants me to kiss her hand yeah i'll reach out my hand and grab hers and see if i can like feel that there's anything different like just gently grabbing her hand uh it's like kind of soggy and jelly uh and squishy interesting um I'll sh I'll just shake her hand because I'm not the the royalty treating type. Gently and say, "Thank you again," and get up and start to leave. I'm sorry, Cinder. They just don't make gentlemen anymore. Us ladies just seem to get so such terrible treatments. Goodbye, sir. And she will escort you to the door, and she will open it for you, and then she will usher you out. All right. Anything else you want to do along the coast? Uh, I'll tell them that she, the person inside the hut, said it went to the north across the bay. Okay. And uh, I'll say we should head back. Okay. So you do. We will shift then to nighttime. And we have Arave and we have Hubert, who have been traveling back as stealthily as possible, right? Yes. And you're trying to get back to Fort Yeager. Both of you are injured, tired, etc. We look like shit. Do you want to try to push through the night? Or do you want to camp out? Pros and cons to each. I'm pushing through. Agreed. All right. Why don't both of you go ahead and roll a toughness test for me? Treat it as standard. Pass. See if you take any more peril from the, the journey. Also pass. And now you two decide to roll well. Uh, but yeah, you two tough it out. Um, the sun goes down in the east. You see it going down. You're traveling in that direction. Uh, and you can see that in front of you. Um, you hear something. You hear voices. And you're not all the way back to Fort Jaeger yet. You are probably about a half an hour or so away. Uh, but you hear voices. Um, can't make out specifically what they're saying. If you'd like to roll a check, you can certainly try. But you just hear mumbling in voices. Definitely want to try to hear. Okay. Both of you roll, you've dropped tests. I failed. I also failed. Okay. Can't quite make it out. You hear um, you hear a fairly powerful woman's voice. Uh, 
barking indeterminate orders. There's a lot of whipping wind that's cutting through. Um, and you hear a couple others that are kind of more whining back to her uh, as if they're trying to, but you can't make out exactly what she's trying to get them to do. Um, do you all want to make yourselves known or do you want to stay stealthy? No, I want to stay hidden. Okay, roll, st- roll stealth test them. 7-0. And a crit fail with a 66. Okay. What is with that? So the the two of you continue to sneak. You're trying to carefully move as best you can using the the gnarled, empty trees as best you can, the granite outcroppings and such. Would you say this is rural? Yeah. It's still and a crit fail. You get plus 20, 20 which puts it at 63, <laughs> and you still roll Damn, a 66. I had to try. Yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I had to check the math. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so, as you're getting a little bit closer, um, you you get a, a quick a quick light just pops up, and you can see that something maybe like a hooded lantern, but they're only shining in one direction, and that's when you can see it kind of a uh, go up against a tree, and someone yells out, "Put that out!" and uh, you you can make out just only temporarily a handful of shapes. And as you're kind of peeking around the corner and trying to get your eyes to adjust to the darkness, uh, you don't notice that there are two other figures sneaking up behind you. And you you do notice that the rocks that are smashed against the back of your heads uh, land and kind of knock you on the ground as you're unawares. Um, both of you drift in and out of unconsciousness for a moment. Uh, and you're not sure how long it is, but eventually you're woken back up. And you see a familiar face looking down at you. Not a friendly face, necessarily. Not somebody you know incredibly well, Hubert. But you know who she is. You've met her. You've seen her at a variety of uh, times inside of the inside of the box elder at some council meetings. She's a fairly tall, rough-looking woman with kind of blonde, graying hair. Uh, she's a she's a, a laborer type. Her name is Zelda Brandenburg. And she uh, she ran or runs whatever. She's like one of the main point of contacts for the Plumhawk Trading Company. Mm-hmm, that's right. And she's staring down at you. You can see that there's a couple people also staring down at you. And suddenly she says, "I think I know this one. Let's see. What's your name? My name is My name is Hubert. Hubert. Why do I know you? I, I think I've seen you around as well. You're that trading lady." Right, but who are you? I know who I am, but who are you? I, I used to be in the militia. I've worked for the wardens. I've been around town in Verdum. Right, that's right. It's the drug addict. It's the one... Okay. <laughs> it's all right. And then she turns her attention, and she kind of helps you up at this point, gives you her hand, oh. kind of dusts you off of the snow. It's good to see, well, anyone other than them, I guess. What are you doing out here? We're trying to get the hell away from Verdum is what we're trying to do. And we're trying to get to that there fort. But there were others. I think that we were being followed. But it turns out I think it was just you. Who the hell is this one? And why should I not bash her head in right now with this rock? She helped us in. What do you mean she helped you in? She's part of the fort squad. The fort squad. Need to work on that name, I think. <laughs> I don't She's a... Uh... With uh, Colonel Jaeger, if you know the name. I'll know the name. He's been dead for two years. That's what everyone thought, but here he is. 
here he is. I think we hit you too hard. <laughs> I mean, up and moving. He's alive. He's been alive. He's Umbat Nora. I did hit you too hard. Just, just let's go. Let's go. He speaks the truth. Shut up. I don't want to hear anything from you. I don't know you, and I don't recognize your face. I have interfaced with so many people at Verdum. I know every face, and I don't know yours. Not every face belongs to Verdum. I know. That's my point. Those that just came and attacked us, that just killed half the people I've just spent my last several years together with, and the other half, they went ahead and loaded onto wagons and just took them west out of Erdem, and they're taking him to God knows where, and I got to look at this one right here, and I got to be suddenly trustworthy towards you. There is a difference between those of us of the Umbat Nor and the marauders that massacred your town. I am one of the Umbat Nor. Druggy, you vouch for her? We just came back from Verdum. The close to death. She's she's a fighter here. Okay. All the same, I think we'll go ahead and keep these weapons for now. And they've got your bow or whatever, like when they knocked you out. They just have like whatever basic weapons you have. If everything goes well, you'll get them back. Erevé definitely twitches at not having her bow on her. This is unacceptable, but she recognizes the circumstances. So you all continue. And again, you're about half an hour away, moving in the dark. It's not easy. Uh, There's not starlight, moonlight. So it's very, very dark, very, very cold. But eventually you see the incline that gets up to Fort Yeager. You get in front of the gates. You identify yourselves. You're let inside. Uh, Colonel Yeager comes up, sort of demands kind of a, a report. You can see Zelda is just looking at him utterly confused and bewildered at the fact that he's alive. You kind of give your report as best you can, but she starts to fill in a little bit else because, like, she came out of the town later than you did, and she's like, about half the town is dead. Uh, there were others who got away. Some some went up to the, the nest. Some just ran whatever way they could go. I saw some on boats, the rowboats, going out to sea. We uh, we managed to hide for a bit, and then we snuck out, and they weren't looking after the fighting was done. But we saw, I don't know what we saw, we saw a tall a man with with legs like a, like a bird's, like a crow, seemed to, to order them around, and they were listening, mostly. But then they were sending folk away, scouts, but they weren't all coming this way. I think they were going west, and... They had these big wagons and cages, and they were loading up all those they didn't kill from Verdum. And then some of them wagons were heading out west, back the way they came. Had to be, uh, I don't know, 50, 75 folk like that. Not sure. I saw some I recognized, some are friends, but we just, we just couldn't do anything about it. Not sure if they're coming here, but I don't know what's going to happen to the ones they took, though. Hopefully, the deaths will be quick. 